giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grand stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 216 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild, the Warcraft Hunters Union, and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. And I'm Artemis Hal from the Warcraft Hunters Union and at Artemis Hal on Twitter. Today is Sunday, April the 26th, 2015, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sonder, is there to take your questions. And we have an unbelievable show planned for you today. There's just so much news, information, other things to, to go over. So let's, let's just, just dive right in. Uh, a quick uh, podcasting note. Uh, I think we're going to try and move our showtime up uh, half an hour earlier. So it'll still be every other Sunday, but instead of 2 p.m. Eastern, we're now going to do 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes, but that just gives us a better chance of all of us being able to, to podcast for a, a, a full show. So looking forward to that. Uh, BlizzCon. Let's talk about BlizzCon because uh, the tickets went on sale the 15th and the 18th. And so why don't we go around and we'll start with you, Delirium, and just talk about, you know, are you going? Um, when are you going out? When are you coming back? And what was your experience getting tickets? Did you, you know, was it smooth? Did you yeah. to beat uh, somebody up for them? I am going this year again. Um, I'll be there from Wednesday through Sunday at least. At least that's when we have our house rented for. Uh, I haven't bought plane tickets yet, so we'll see if there's anything else exciting going on that I need to come early or stay late for. But, um, yeah, I didn't have any trouble at all. Yeah, uh, everybody was complaining about Eventbrite, and it sounded like on the second day of tickets, it was much worse than the first day. Um, but quickly, it seemed like every they had announced this new plan where the waiting room was actually going to be a waiting room, like where you're in queue. But that didn't work at all, so they it seemed like most people realized pretty quickly that you had to go back to the old way of refreshing constantly if you wanted to get tickets. So I did that, and I think on my second or third try, it uh, it worked out. So, but you were able to get tickets, uh, yeah, on yeah, that first day on Wednesday versus having to go back on Saturday and right, try again. Right. Yeah, and you know the Eventbrite people, yeah, they mentioned that there was issues on Wednesday, and then they said that they basically did some code fixes to make right. things go smoother on Saturday, and you just knew that it was not going to go well. <laughs> that there was no way they were actually going to be able to put in new code test it and do any kind of regression testing and not break something standing is Saturday was not any better than, than Wednesday um, right. at all. But yeah, so I don't how- know if this is real or not, but I do have a little secret tip for anybody who's interested. I think it's what's uh, getting me an easier time than other people. And that's, I have my work. Um, we have a backup T1 line that I can, uh, access whenever I want to. And even though a T1, that's super slow internet, we're talking, you know, one and a half megabytes a second up and down, uh, which is really slow for today's standards, but it's not shared with anybody else. So uh, basically we just get to have it all to ourselves. And so it's a, it acts as though it's a lot faster than uh, a lot of the other stuff going on. 
cool, cool. And how about you, Artemis? Are you you're you you're good to go to? You're heading out there? Somehow. Uh Wednesday was the train wreck. Uh we Okay, so we have like twenty people in my guild trying to get tickets and only three people on Wednesday got tickets. Saturday comes around and because of how messed up the ticket line was, everyone ended up getting tickets somehow. People were getting tickets two hours after they were going on sale. Really? So even after, so, I mean, the, the thought is that it, you know, they get sold out in like five minutes. Like if you, if you, if you didn't get, you know, lucky right away that you were just going to be out of luck, but, but you're saying, uh, you guys were able to just get tickets like at like nine o'clock or something crazy like that. Yeah, it was kind of silly. I think we're getting some audio issues here, so bear with us for a minute. I keep hearing some feedback, uh, but we'll we'll keep going while while that's while uh, that's working on that. Now, Bendik, you said you might be trying to go this time around. Are are you planning to go to BlizzCon, or 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 what are you going to be doing? Well, I tried to get tickets. Oh, I'm hearing feedback myself. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I tried to get tickets, but I was unsuccessful. But I, I still wasn't really sure if I was going or not. So I just figured, well, if I get a ticket, they'll have more reason to go. But I didn't get one, so mm-hmm. I just I kept getting booted out like other people too, out of the the queue or whatever they called it. it just punted me back to the thing, and then it said unavailable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fortunate. I did did end up getting a ticket on Wednesday. You know, it was kind of funny. I was actually out uh, in Anaheim uh, on the fifteenth. I was attending the Star Wars celebration, which was awesome and amazing. I could talk for hours about that, but I just happened to be right across the street from the convention center when the tickets went on sale, and I I had my crappy Wi-Fi laptop, which was useless. But then I also had the the app on my mobile phone, and that ended up working out pretty well for me that was and, and that's where i ultimately ended up getting my ticket from was using the uh the, the mobile on my phone and was fortunate to, to to get the ticket there um the laptop didn't work at all I and mean, such that that it just kept spinning and spinning and never even got into the waiting room so same issues that most everybody else experienced so so yes i was trying to do it on two devices uh <laughs> at once there there and lucked out so I just need to make my arrangements to plan to go out there, which would probably be probably similar to what you're doing, Delirium, maybe a Wednesday and going back. We'll see what we're doing and what else is, is, is planned, is going to be planned. But, you know, Team Hunter, so we any more thoughts on what, what we want to do out there for BlizzCon? Yeah, and so what? I, I'm sorry. I think um, the general goal for our team hunter is going to be having the meetup on either Friday or Saturday. We're still trying to talk about it with some other members and figure out what we want to do. Um, we're going to start fundraising in May for getting the room at the Hilton so we can have like more private, you know, more formal and everything like that. And people know where to go. Um, we're still going to do shirts. We're going to have a shirt design made in summer this year and they're going to be done by a professional artist that's going to do it online. This way, the print will not come out faded that some complaints we had. And, um, yeah, so we'll plan some All Hunter raids with that as well and try to promote that, too. Alliance side, of course. Of course. Of course, uh, Alliance side. 
No, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that more, more, more so than just about anything else. Is just to to finally get to go out there, see a BlizzCon, but meet all these other hunters that we've interacted with uh, all these years now, and to finally get to shake some hands, give out some hugs, and and share some drinks. So I think it's going to be be uh, an awesome time. I think so. an idea we can do though for Team Hunter, especially as a podcast, is um, maybe have like a, a little podcast table where people can come and meet like all the hosts, including like Ben Neck if he ends up going or Delirium, everybody really, and maybe hand out stuff in our little swag bags that we want to make this year. Like I don't know, hunting party podcast stickers. That would be cool. I like that idea. I like that idea a whole heck of a lot. And we can we'll talk more about that too. And also possibilities for maybe even do, doing some uh, podcasting out there uh, as well. So I'll have some thoughts on that based on my experience at the <clears throat> at the Star Wars celebration with some podcasting I had to do while I was out there. So there there might be some things we we can do for that. That would be fun. So grill the wild condoms. Oh my gosh! Look at you guys. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Delarium uh, did. It's the, I'll leave it to the chat room. Chat room, you can make all. Yeah, send us your jokes and your thoughts on that idea, and maybe we'll read them later in the show. But oh my god, <laughs> I think Delarium should go into a little bit of that. Um, we did want to do a uh, Thursday brunch as well. Not other uh, stuff. Calm down. Um, so uh, another idea we could do is a Thursday morning, like, hunter gathering at, you know, some kind of breakfast, lunch, ordeal. You want to talk about, about that, Delirium? Well, I think that's the whole thing. You were the one who had ideas for a place, right? We could go get chicken and waffles. By. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right down the road. No, that's a great idea. Mimosas or some kind of mm-hmm. brunchy alcohol. Get the day started, right? Yes. Then we can all get tickets together. Our badges pick up. That's usually on Thursday. Yeah, I was going to ask about the logistics. So that's I was when you go get your badges and stuff like that. But it sounds like Thursday's today. So awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, as much as I hate the cold weather, and I don't want, I'm I'm done with winter. I really can't wait for like November to get here, <clears throat> and, and December as well for that matter. So much cool stuff. So much cool geeky stuff going on. But, uh, uh, but if it's but like I said, it's all when it, when the weather's cold, at least back here in East. So I kind of have to temper my excitement for, for these things to arrive because I like summer. So speaking of summer, um, let's talk. I want to talk about the Ethermead site, uh, Artemis. This is your, your, your new baby, and it's just awesome. Um, you just launched this. Was it last week or the week before? Anyway, this just week. newly this week. So. So why don't you talk about this, what it is, and what it means for hunters, because there's some cool stuff on there. So Adamead is a website where we, uh, the original idea was to take in-game items and just bring in the life, like drinks that you've seen in your bags before you're sitting there, like, wonder what that would actually taste like in my mouth. And the goal is to, well, we're still going to make those, but we've kind of spun into a more Blizzard-themed kind of cocktail drink idea that would be like... The best way for any amateur bartender or anybody interested in mixology to just bring to life and create some cool-looking shots and cocktails that would make any WoW gathering or BlizzCon party, like, a hit. So we launched the website with 11 class shots, and one of them was a Cobra shot. And it's very refreshing as well as a very powerful little drink. 
And it's uh, one and a half ounces of Midori, half ounce of triple sec, half ounce of sweet and sour, half ounce of gin. And we do have other Hunter drinks planned. Um, some ideas that you guys were throwing around at me were like, we're going to make a kill shot where it's just going to be like a one hit wonder, basically, or it's just going to like hit you really, really hard. Um, hunters have it easy, though. You can make like any kind of shot because they just, you know, everything ends with shot in our little yeah. arrangement of stuff. Yeah, that's what the great thing about the, the like you said, the hunter class is like there's arcane shot, explosive shot, uh, tranquilizing shot. shot. Be so much fun. Yeah. You can make like a purple shot. tranquilizing shot. It'd be so yeah. neat. Yeah, explosive shot has to be a flaming shot of some kind for sure, I think. <laughs> that should be one of the requirements is you have to light it on fire before you drink it. We actually can do stuff like that. We were working with um, creating fire shots with different mixtures and stuff. So we'll have something probably planned for next week. Yeah. And the mages are like that too with their little fire specs and all that. But yeah, that's cool. I, now I, I have to admit I haven't had the Cobra shot yet, but I definitely plan to do that soon. It sounds like a pretty pretty tasty drink actually. Very sweet and fruity almost. It's, it's got a all lot of stuff shots? that I like. Exactly. It's delicious. Like all my shots were taste tested and approved by a lot of poor little taste testers. Because Some of my experiments might not have done so great at first, but... You know, it's the master of mixology. You gotta just test and test until you get something right. Yeah, and I saw on the site that there was that link for the for the party games and things. So I think we need to get a version, some version of the hunting party podcast drinking game up there for sure. Yeah, every time you mention Hunter in the podcast, you have to take a shot. Yeah. I really think that'd be the best way to start a drinking game for that. That's gonna be a lot of shots. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> you'll be over in the first five minutes of the show, you'll be on the floor. But uh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's a very cool site, so everyone should definitely check it out. It's beautifully done. Uh, it, all the recipes for the drinks are up there and pictures of them all. And, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So I, I look forward to seeing what else you, you come up with for that, especially with the, the, the Hunter drinks. Um, yeah, we plan on making a shot every Tuesday, and we plan on having a new cocktail up every Saturday. Um, I was out of town yesterday, so I'll have my Hearthstone concoction that I made up today. So, patience. Yeah, I saw the picture of that that you posted on Twitter, by the way. So, um, very cool. That was uh, it was a very attractive looking drink. It requires a stencil, so eh, it's a little fun. <laughs> All right, well... There you go. So let's move on because, like, like I guess we've got a ton of news uh, to cover. Patch 6.2 is coming. It is on the PTR. We don't know when it's going to be released, but oh my God, so much great stuff uh, coming in there. Why don't we blow through through that? Um, or do we want to mention something real quickly about the Warcraft movie? I mean, we don't talk about too much general stuff, but it's coming out June 10th, 2016. They announced that in at least the company line was because that the, the Universal, the movie company, liked it so much they thought it was summer blockbuster material. So Yeah, and it sounds like that's what most in the biz are uh, saying, that if you move your movie to uh, early June, that's you must be really proud of it or really excited about making money off of it. So it sounds, yeah, sounds good. Hopefully it's as good as they think it is. I hope so. I hope we get to see a whole bunch of, hear a whole bunch more about it at BlizzCon. It should be close enough that we should get, like, trailers and all sorts of stuff yeah yes so yeah so that's exciting so that that's good that's encouraging uh that at least some people in the industry think it's going to be really good because we all want it to be really good 
But let's dive into 6.2. Um, I don't know, Bendik, do you want to walk through some of these general changes that are coming just to get people mm. in the know or excited about it? Sure. So there's the new Tanan Jungle Zone, which is kind of like um, I played on it a bit on the PTR. It's kind of reminded me of Time Asylum because you're running around, you're finding all these little things to click on. And, you know, there's all these rares to kill, stuff like that. Um, it's a lot bigger than the Time Asylum, though. There's a lot of different, like, uh, environments and stuff. Um, I also went searching around there for for pets. The, I only found the one, the, the big uh, armored wolf, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys saw the screenshots of that. I did see that. That was the Iron Warwolf, and it yeah. looked like you even had a transmog set put together <laughs> to match it. I don't know what, what, what gear you were wearing, but I, I, I saw the tweet, and I was like, jeez. Oh, that was just the Tier 17, the Mythic stuff. Was it? So it looks like it was tailor-made to go along with that, that Iron Warwolf. War um. Yeah, it's the same wolf that uh, Beast Lord Darmac rides. So it's a pretty neat-looking pet. And it's uh, not rare or anything like that. It's just sort of a standard uh, pet that's out there that you can just kind of see him roaming around. Yeah, it's just a regular wolf. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I really saw on, t- on the new zone. But um, what else they got? We've got the new Mythic Difficulty Dungeons. I don't know if any of you tried those out. I've not looked at those. I don't even know how much. I haven't run even a, a regular heroic five-man dungeon in... Month at least a couple months yeah. now. I mean, I I've, I've yeah. hardly touched them. Once I didn't need the gear from there, I kind of stopped doing them. Yeah, just, I heard that the the mythic dungeons they're essentially it sounded like they're just like more health and damage. They're not like um like giant challenges or anything. It's just you know an alternate gear path for your alts or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, typically what happens right with the the heroics, and they're probably even this way now. Once we start getting that raid gear they just become you just over gear them and they just you you just face roll through them um but now that there's you know back when we had the badges to collect it was made sense to go through and do just you know get your valor badges but now there's really almost no incentive to to run through them so Mm -hmm. i guess this is this is their way of getting us to do their five-man content and having it feel like it's still uh a difficulty level appropriate to to where we're at yep that and the new time walking feature which is uh it's like a weekend event thing where they put up a new dungeon every weekend uh, it might be a couple dungeons and you can go back there and your, your your gear is scaled down but you keep all your abilities and uh you just walk out of there with some it's the same loot as it was back in the day it's just scaled up to your to a higher eye level so you know it's just Something to do for fun, basically. Yeah, and that's something you so you can uh, run with your low-level friend who's still trying to get through, you know, the old zone, too, right? Uh, that's what it sounded like you could do. I mean, I'm not sure if you can do that. So it was on the patch notes they were talking about. Anybody, as long as you were past whatever level the dungeon was, then oh, everybody that's would right. get scaled really? down the same. That's true. That's true. Yep. So for the love for the. For the TBC dungeons, as long as you're 70 plus, anyone can run it in that group from 70 to 100. Yeah, so that'll be kind of fun. I mean, it's still very situational that that uh, opportunity will come up, but it'll be fun, I think. Just something to do, I guess. 
Yeah, I'd be yeah. curious to see how the difficulty actually feels too, given that because they did say you're going to keep all obviously all your gear. See so how about your trinkets with their procs, and you're going to have all of your uh, abilities that you have to your. You know, they're not going to. It's not a complete going back in time where you're now going to be. You know, the same abilities <laughs> and things that you had in, in Burning Crusade or, or Wrath of the Lich King, and so. And some of those encounters, I think, were sort of tuned based around whatever abilities and things existed at the time. So it'd be interesting to see how that affects it. Actually, it'd be kind of interesting if you did get the old abilities, like to go in there with Volley. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, oh, exactly. That'd be cool. So did they give an idea of how much the gear is going to scale to current levels? Will it be like a you know, heroic dungeon currently is, or...? I forget the exact eye level. It was somewhere in between um, heroic dungeons and like normal raids or something like that. I don't have the exact eye level with me. But uh, it's just like a weekend thing. So they, it's not something they want you running all the time. It's just like a special event you can do on the weekends. Yeah, it's a neat idea. So we'll have to, you know, I may actually go back and, and do some of those those old dungeons when they when they come out and are available, just to kind of get that little bit of a nostalgia kick, and you know, be fun to go do those dungeons and actually have them feel like you, like they were back in the day. Uh, one other thing they're going to do here is the legendary ring quest line. It sounds like we're going to be able to complete that in six point two and finally get our our, our final ring. Yeah. Um, have it looks they? Like you, it looks like you'll be able to complete it fairly soon in the patch too. Like you won't have to wait that long. Which makes sense. It was kind of like that for was it five point four? You most people got their cloaks. You know, if you had been doing it was instant. You could get it yeah. the first day. This yeah. is a, this is an instant because you have to. You need twelve items from killing bosses in the raid. So okay, so you have to do a little bit of raiding uh, yeah. beforehand. But it's still nice enough that you get it early enough that it, you can actually be have it available to use while you're doing your, your raid progression versus when it's all over. Not that it's not fun, but it's kind of nice to have some of these things available during the, the hardest parts of, the, <laughs> of your progression. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I wonder if maybe there is going to be another whole raid tier to, to take advantage of it, you know? Especially with this upgrade thing they data mined. You, so basically when you get the ring, it's uh, 735 eye level. Mm-hmm. And then WoW had found, found this stuff in the data that says you can upgrade it in three eye level increments all the way to 795. So that sounds like something oh, wow. maybe once a week you can do another upgrade or something like that. To, I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to work, but, you know, well, that's, that's a- yeah. Now, well, well, that's the question too. I mean, six point two feels like almost like it's the final patch of this expansion. I mean, uh, Artemis, do you have you, do you get that sense too, or do you think there's more on the way? I don't know if you've heard anything else about what might be coming afterwards, but it just feels like this is, in some ways, the final patch that they have planned for Warlords. But I can't. I, I, it just feels weird thinking that it would be the final final patch. Um, I mean, I know they want to go with a two tier kind of thing for this expansion and the final quest that alludes to the legendary ring you know when you finish this one currently in this patch says like oh the final chapter 
Um, that kind of alludes to certain things like, oh yeah, it's probably the last patch, blah blah blah, it's the last raid content that we're going to probably see, but I mean, you never know what Blizzard has up their sleeve. Maybe they have like a third tier in mind. Maybe they're going to announce an expansion at BlizzCon. Maybe if that expansion takes longer than they thought, they'll have like a third tier come out. Um, there's plenty of room for speculation, though. Yeah. Anyone else? What do you think, Delirium? You think yeah. this is? You think there's more coming in Warlords of Draenor? I sure hope so. Um, I can't imagine that having an expansion pack ready, you know, soon, with no beta at all yet, and I don't want another 5.4. So, I hope there is. It seems like well, maybe not really, but I suspect that there might be more content that isn't on Draenor. You know, we go back somewhere else for the last raid or something happens that's not on Draenor. We need to go somewhere else to fight somebody else. I don't know what it would be. But it does feel like Draenor's over, but I'm hoping that doesn't mean that content for the this expansion is over. Yeah, I, I think there's there, there's there probably will be more. I mean, I noticed that, you know, Gromosh seems to be sort of missing... Uh, as, as any kind of boss or something we would fight, as well as uh, Gul'dan in some ways. I mean, I did, there just don't seem to be... You would think that... I mean, Gul'dan has sort of been a focus, and in, in, I don't know if he would be the final boss of um, this expansion or if they'll carry him over into whatever the next expansion is, You know, assuming that the Burning Legion will be sort of the, the big story in the next expansion. So maybe maybe he would be... They'll, they'll save him for that, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, Archimong doesn't seem like he would be the final boss of this maybe, expansion. Maybe they're going to pull a choke all again like they did with Imperator. Final phase of Mythic, you kill this guy. Yeah, but then all the people that don't do Mythic could be like, hey, I want to experience the story too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They'll all freak out. <clears throat> I heard a great idea, which is not at all based on what Blizzard would do. It was just uh, actually the on the Grumpy Elf's blog he was talking about an idea for a last tier and that would be like what if we lost you know like, like you know we never really lose but the last tier of raid could be us kind of running away and so we you know the killing the bosses is us trying to get out of draenor trying to escape uh, you know maybe we have to hold people off but uh but it's a overall even if you beat the raid we're still losing and have to run away and I thought that would be really fun. It's just something we've never had to experience and would certainly make the Burning Legion a lot scarier in the next expansion. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I still think there's going to be something else. I don't know if it's going to be like a full-fledged tier or just like a, a mini-raid or something, but like you said, BlizzCon is until November, and the speculation is that this raid's going to come out in like June or July. So if they don't announce it till November, you know, when's this new expansion going to come out, and how long is they don't want Hellfire to last fourteen months again? Like no, uh, they don't. Sieged it. So I think there's something else, and this whole upgrading your legendary ring. I think that's that's you'll get the legendary ring, and then throughout the next tier, maybe you can continue to upgrade it or something like that. Yeah, and class trinkets, having that on the last boss isn't really helpful for anything if we're going to replace them before the next expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that in just, just, a, just a minute here. So, uh, a couple other things um, worth noting here. They're going to introduce Epic gems that give plus 75 of, of each stat. So 
that'll be nice. I mean, we didn't have Epic Gems last last expansion. Do we know, are those dropping from only a specific tier, or how we're going to get the uh, mats to make those? They're crafted with, um, you have to use fell blood, I think. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a new reagent because, you know, we're going to be able to do, they're, they're, they're going to include, I think, two new tiers of crafted items, such things like your guns and the armor pieces. You're going to be able to upgrade those, and they're going to use that new reagent, Fellblood, which you'll get from the barn. I assume you'll just be able to trap the same animals that you did before. I don't know if there'll be something new to trap. It wouldn't make sense to do that, but but Fellblood, I guess, will replace uh, Savage Blood, so... No stocking up on Savage Blood to get ahead of the curve and be ready to go and craft those new items right away. Which is annoying. Yes. And those uh, those crafted items go pretty high in eye level, too. There's two new stages, and the armor is actually five eye levels higher than Heroic Gear for the new tier. For the new mm-hmm. raid, I mean. You're, so you can get your gun all the way to, up to 705 and the armor to 715. And what's the item level from the, the raid gear? Like uh, the heroic raid gear is going to be what? 715. 715? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I thought it was 710 because it's, because the mythic is 725 and they're usually 15 apart. It's, uh, it looks like it was 715 on data mine. Let me double check that. Yeah, mythic is 725 and then it goes down to normal, which is like, is like 695 or 700 or something like that. 695 yeah. is normal. Yeah, they're doing it like 10 a pirate this time. Oh, so 695 and then 7... Or... 7, I think that's LFR 7, is 695. Okay. Yeah. No, 695 no. is normal. Okay. Anyway, the crafted gear is pretty good. It's uh, yeah. It should last you for a while if you upgrade it. Which is usually worth doing. I mean, other than the... Who knows how much fell blood? It's just gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it may or may not be worth doing, right? Because you're gonna hop into the raid on day one, and you're gonna presumably potentially start getting upgrades. So, <laughs> depending on the pieces that you get first, uh, you know, it may dictate what you want to craft or upgrade. True, mm-hmm. it'll be expensive at the start too because there's no yep. stockpile. But I wonder if you can buy it with your primal spirits because I've got like two thousand of those just sitting around. So I really hope you can. I yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked uh, on the PTR to see if there's anything on the vendor that you could purchase, but that would be nice. <clears throat> but, well, why don't we go into Hunter Changes, which is what most people are here to hear us talk about. And we've got not a lot of them, but they're worth talking about. I mean, they're, 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 they're in, let's just talk about the big one. Uh, which is aspect of the fox uh, being taken away? Yep, and just Arte- deleted. <laughs> yeah, just deleted, just gone. So Artemis, why don't we start with you? Because you've done a lot of mythic raiding. You've probably used it a ton. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, we never like to see anything get taken away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like seeing anything get taken away, but um, I think they need to do some serious balancing checks for the fact that we are very mobile still, and the fact that we can't give a lending hand to the other players with our mobility help kind of makes me worried about what they're going to do with us damage-wise, and 
I've seen a lot of movement on these fights already where it can get kind of hairy for Casser, so I, I really can't imagine what's going to happen next here. I mean, were you called upon to use it a lot on the various encounters? Did you did you guys coordinate Fox on the raid if you had multiple hunters? I mean, how were you utilizing it? I'm just trying. I, I'm not sure I understand why they're they're taking it away. They have so, there's been zero explanation for for why they want to do that. I can understand why they want to take it away. Um, they don't like the idea of pure DPS really having that much utility when hybrids don't really have that much other utility, and some other classes really don't have something nearly as powerful as what we do. And to be honest, Aspect of the Fox is pretty darn cool. It's really, it's a great cooldown, right? Amp Magic for a mage, like, as a healing cooldown, like, you know, it, I can understand it being scrapped as well, so. Um, but yeah, back on topic, uh, we did coordinate Fox frequently, this tier especially. Um, we use angry assignments to kind of track cooldowns and everything, and there was always a line for specifically Fox, like when we want to use it here and... More fights had it more useful than others. Chromok, for example, the pillar phase. Like, you use, like, three foxes so people can just constantly dodge spikes and cast their spells and just do the full maximum damage that they can possibly do on the pillars while not getting hit at the same time. Mythic Blackhand, phase one. Three foxes for all three demolitions was perfect. Um, Thogar had really useful times for fox. Maidens had its moments on the ship. Um... Fox is a really useful cooldown, and we'll see how it works without it next year. Bendek, how about you? Um, what are your thoughts on Fox? Um, it honestly doesn't bother me that much because I'm not brought to my raid because of Fox. You know, um, I know some hunters are worried about you know like losing their spot and stuff like that. Maybe that's the case if you know you're in a, like a high-end team and you have like three or four hunters and they're going to be like, well, now we're going to scale back. But I think for the average hunter, it's not, it's not going to be harm you that much in terms of your raid spot. Um, it's more of a loss for the healers and casters, to be honest. Right. Like for me, it's just like, well, I guess I can't mount on the move anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, say it isn't so. That one video you did, uh, during the beta, uh, of doing that and using Fox like that was pretty cool. So it, that that will be missed a little bit. <laughs> and then what are your thoughts on this one, Delirium? Yeah, I mean, kind of like Bendex said, I think this is more of a nerf to Trank shot, or to uh, Tranquility. What's the Druid thing called? Is that it, Tranquility? Tranquility, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, this is a huge nerf to Tranquility because <laughs> they're always wanting it to, uh, to make it through damage or be able to use it for its full duration. Um, yeah, I think some other healers will be pretty upset about not having access to it. A lot of um, DPS casters were really loving being able to burst on their move for a while, so it really affects everybody else more than it affects hunters, it seems. I know I'll, I'll really miss it in arena matches, being able to uh, being able to cast that for my healer and maybe mix it up with... Um, Oh, our master's call and stuff like that was really nice in arenas, but it wasn't huge. It, I mean, it didn't make the difference between a win or a loss. So, yeah, sorry guys, you don't get it anymore. 
and, and I think the feeling too is this is really geared towards rating in in PvP or PVE. This change more so than than PVE or PvP. Oh, good grief! Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, you seem to PvP more than than the rest of us, Delirium. So I don't know if you saw or heard anything about being perhaps overpowered in PvP. Although, as we'll see with a couple other changes, you know, they do seem to have the capacity now to adjust abilities for PvP and PvE, which is which is nice instead of having to do one giant nerf or buff or something and screw one over the other. Yeah, but, I mean, there's not as much planning in PvP, so it's not really... It doesn't affect games like it does in raiding. You know, nobody's bringing three hunters to a PvP match or, you know, in a three-man arena. So there's not really much to worry about. I mean, yeah, it does seem like it was definitely aimed at the changes for raiding. And I'm not sure. So maybe this means they have some specific encounters planned that couldn't have worked with Aspect of the Fox. And they just really wanted to put that mechanic in a raid and couldn't think of anything else. That's kind of my guess. Either that or it had something to do with the class trinkets or new uh, new abilities, the ring stacking, maybe having the the ring cooldown and aspect of the fox at the same time was just too valuable in their heads. I, I like there must have been some that. mechanic that they just didn't like it mixing in with. I, I want to go back to Ben next point about how, yeah, it's not really going to affect the hunters too much. Um, it's really going to affect the casters, and I think this will open up a new horizon of players needing to, once again, think about what they're doing before they move. And it's a little too early to judge what spec is going to be best yet on a fight. But um, I know the only time I really liked As for the Fox for myself was when I was playing Marksman. And based on some of the stuff I've seen in the tier set so far, I kind of want to get back into Marksman. So we'll, kinda, we'll have to see how that goes. Well, speaking of Marksman, I mean, the only change for them is aim shot looks like it's going to get buffed and it's going to be dealing about 15% more damage. Which is good. I mean, there's nothing. I don't know. Not too much to say about that, other than yay, more damage from from a big ability like that. Yeah, that'll be really interesting with the four piece, especially, which takes a second off of. Maybe we weren't trying to get into that yet, but takes a second off of the cast time for aim shot. Yeah, let's run through. Well, we'll yeah, let's just run through the the other changes, and then we can talk about the <clears throat> the, the set bonuses, which are pretty cool. Um, Survival had its mastery, Essence of the Viper. Its effectiveness was increased by, I think, 19%. Um, an explosive shot was nerfed, yeah, by 15%. And then there was this uh, Serpent Sting change, which said the sting no longer deals an initial tick of damage when the periodic effect is first applied. So, Bendik, why don't you talk about, uh, I guess, the mastery increase and then, and then the other two, which are clearly, clearly, clearly nerfs, because I know you had some thoughts about that you know, when it was announced, especially whether or not the mastery would be a good trade-off <laughs> for the other well, two changes. Actually, Delirium had a really good post about that, so maybe he wants to talk about this because he did the math about what kind of nerf this is. Sure, yeah, Delirium, why don't you give us your Yeah, so basically too. I just took a, uh, a parse that I had been looking at anyways, um, one of the hunters that I've been raiding with sometimes, uh, and took out all of the damage that would have been done by the initial Serpent Sting ticks, and then added in, like, you know, just pretended he had done his rotation the same, and 
gotten you know and had the same uh, effect with all the changes to mastery and uh, explosive shot, and it worked out to be about a twenty percent nerf um, overall. So I think you know nobody's expecting that this, it's going to go live the way the PTR is now, but how it looks is just worthless. I mean, there's just if if it were to go live the way it is, there's no reason to play survival at all. It's damage yeah. is just hit too hard. There's no way you're going to play survival so well that it could overcome one of the other specs. I uh, I want to say real quick that I really think these changes so far are just barely scratching the surface for tuning. So yeah, it, just don't panic, guys. We still have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's... Say, yeah, go ahead. Oh, a lot of people kind of made the point that, you know, this is assuming they still go forward and fix the damage and, you know, tune everything, that it is kind of a good change that, you know, they never really intended for multi-strike to be as powerful as it was. Uh, I have no idea why they didn't fix it in the beta. Uh, it was very well known about, but maybe they just didn't, I don't know, think ahead. So if, you know, if that change overall happens, it'll mean we can use a lot more gear as survival because you won't have to have multi-strike on every single piece to be a competitive spec. Um, it won't be so much more valuable than every other stat. So, you know, it could be a really good thing that they're doing these changes. We just gotta wait and see what else they do to compensate. Yeah, and as for beta, they probably didn't fix it because back then Serpent Sting did what half the damage, so no one really cared about it or noticed. And uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up was a big part of the reason um, focusing shot is so good for survival right now. I feel is because you're spamming out your multi shots and arcane shots so much more, which gives you all these extra instant ticks and multi strike ticks and all that stuff. So now is, there's really no reason to to hit the target again, except for every 15 seconds to refresh it, right? So, like, focusing shot, did it just, like, lose all of its luster for survival? Yeah, it looks like it. I don't know if anybody, uh, how updated SimCraft is, if we started looking at a lot of these changes. Um, but, yeah, it looks like Lone Wolf is really pulling into the lead for survival, especially while you still have the current... Uh, Set bonuses. Yeah, which sucks because that was focusing shots only niche was survival, you know. And now it's like, oh, oh now everyone's going to be lone wolf. Because <laughs> you just don't need to put those serpent stings on more than every 15 seconds because there's no point. Right. Yeah, and as, as we move from SV to MM... There might I I'm predicting a comeback in focusing shot from um for Mark Hunters because of the set bonus, but we can get to that later. Yeah, well, well why don't we jump into that now? Because the only other two changes <clears throat> per se were Murder Crows and Barrage, and they've both been nerfed to deal eighty percent less damage in uh, their normal damage in, in PvP. Twenty uh, yeah, percent so. less. Twenty percent less. Sorry, eighty percent. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> yes, they do eighty percent less damage. They're completely worthless in PvP. No, you're right. <laughs> I just read that wrong. But again, the only thing I, I have to say about that is it's nice to see them be able to adjust these abilities for for PvP specifically and not have to, you know, nerf them for everything just to accommodate PvP. Yep. Or else, if they would have done this back in MOP. We would probably still have the awesome version of Link's Rush. That's right. That's right. But uh, 
All right, so let's move on to the the, the tier eighteen set bonuses. They they were announced, and again, everything is subject to change because it is the PTR. But uh, why don't we talk about the Beast Mastery first? Because we haven't really talked because there haven't been any other changes to, to Beast Mastery. But uh, the two piece was Arcane Shot increases the duration of Focus Fire. Did it say by how much? I mean, it wasn't clear. Yeah, that's uh, sixteen minutes and forty seconds. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a data mining thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the tooltips from the data mine stuff are, are are not very helpful sometimes. They're they're la- they're funny actually. They're very amusing. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say it's you know a couple seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much. And, and the four pieces, the focus fire effect also summons a fellbore to assist you, and then it says it lasts while focus fire is active. Once again, uh, Beast Mastery gets another. Uh, Bonus that summons yet another pet <laughs> by your side. Yeah, both of these are just huge for BM. And that focus fire is such an amazing, overpowered um, cooldown as it is, if you are lucky enough to uh, get a lot of frenzy procs. Um, but when that happens, it's just such a huge increase to DPS. So extending the duration when you have a, uh, a full five stacks is going to be amazing. I, I'm really interested to see how this is going to work. Like if you, so right now we often, you know, if you have Stampede open, even if you only have one stack of Frenzy, you hit that right away. Uh, but, you know, so if if you're casting Arcane Shots and extending your one stack, one Frenzy stack focus fire, are you going to be hurting yourself because it's going to take longer to uh, to get the full benefit of focus fire? I think it's, it'll be really interesting to see what people do with it to try and... Uh, make the most out of that, or if we have to stop hitting Arcane Shot at some point to uh, to try to get the Focus Fire to end and get a higher powered one up. Yeah, you could also, if you have a bunch of stacks already, you could just cancel the current Focus Fire, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, But, um, I don't know, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird that it's on Arcane Shot for me. I kind of would have rather it be on Kill Command. It seems like Arcane Shot's something I barely touch, except Beast, during Beastial Wrath, you know? It's very unpowerful right now, so is this gonna you know bring it up to be almost more powerful than barrage on single target? You know, is it gonna switch to like the other specs? That's are? what I mean. It's like now we have to do all this math to you know all of a sudden arcane shots, you know, your highest priority ability or something. It's kinda like eh. Yeah, especially if you have it up, you know, focus fire up with like say the full stacks, right. you, know, you might wanna extend that version of it as long as you possibly can. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and I, I love that. I love Winar. Just like survival is currently on live where you change your spec depend or change your rotation depending on what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun. So I'm glad Beast Mastery will get something a little more interesting to do with their rotation. Yeah, and and you wonder too, like going into Beastial Wrath if you want to try and do everything you can to make sure you have full stacks going into there, just because you know you're going to be hitting arcane shots so much mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and there won't be a I assume we won't be resetting the cooldown of Beast of Wrath 20% of the time on kill commands anymore no so that will definitely be interesting unless we can maybe maybe we need to use our old two piece and the new two piece at the same time I guess it depends on how powerful that Felbor is that, that, that you summon yeah. to assist you <clears throat> I assume the and, high level and, increase will be enough, but I mean, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I love the the, the synergy that they have between, all, and they've done it for all all three of the specs. But I just I just love the fact that the two and the four piece play off each other and they kind of kind of feed into each other because you know you get that fell board that lasts as long as your focus fire is active and you've got your arcane shots which is increasing the duration of focus fire which will <laughs> increase you know how long that fell bar fell board stays active and i guess there'll be some random randomness to it as well you know you, you know especially like if you're a four-piece procs right as your focus fire is about to end that would not be great well, the four piece, it's it's up when your focus fire is up, so it's not really a proc in that. Okay, it's not a proc. I got you. Oh, you're, I see what you're saying. So that's yeah. cool. That's cool. It's actually kind of reduces RNG for BM. Mm-hmm. These things. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious how it's going to change up things like focus fire usage. Like, are we going to be saving stacks more? Are we, you know, not going to be saving stacks more? And we're are we going to be doing all these canceled auras and it'd be interesting. I'm just I just. I just want to try it out. I'm just not convinced that it's the arcane shot thing. I, like I said, I'd just rather be kill command, but I guess we'll see. And then now Artemis, you said you were leaning towards marksman a little bit, or you want to take a look at marksman in uh, hellfire. Is that what you'd said earlier? I just got excited at the tier set because when you critically hit with chimera shot, you gain, wait, you gain rapid fire four seconds. I thought it reset rapid fire. No, you gain, it's like a separate little rapid-fire buff that lasts four seconds. Okay, I read the toll tip wrong, never mind. But um, there's still well, some single-target fights where I can just imagine sitting there and... Did you have time to give some, I know you got to scoot out of here because you got to go to work. Did you want to give some quick thoughts on the Marksman two-piece and four-piece before you go, or...? Um, I'm a little indifferent now with the two-set, but I think the four-set's going to make it ridiculous when you do have rapid-fire up, so that could easily add some windows of opportunity with that especially with the new class specific trinket so which i don't know we've touched yet uh no we haven't we haven't gotten into that yet but uh <clears throat> yeah that, that was interesting because well we can talk about that real quick since i know you were kind of had your eye on marksman but for marksman the the spec specific trinket your shots deal what uh increased damage uh per yard between you and the target so the further you are standing away from the target, the more damage you'll you'll do. Is the way I interpreted that. Mm-hmm. This is either great or terrible. Yeah, <laughs> depending on the depending fight. On the fight yeah. It could be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Just I was looking at something to do. I was just thinking about how like we tested the very first fight like Fell River, and mm-hmm. I really feel like that's going to be an awesome marksman fight, especially if you're going to be like standing in the back and um turreting more or less depending on what your strat is so far and i just think that's where like marksman for example is going to shine don't know about other fights yet yeah anytime you have like a stacking phase or something where it makes sense for the group to stack up that probably won't be ideal for for a marksman especially if you have to be close to the boss when you're stacking which you probably would be just because of the silly melee but those are the situations where more more marksmen certainly would could be could be hurt, but but again, I don't know if we read off. So yeah, so the two pieces. What when you critically hit with Chimera shot, you gain rapid fire for four seconds, which is kind of neat. And then of course the four piece reducing the the cast time of aim shot. So actually, I think those synergize pretty well because yeah, you get that short little rapid fire, you can pop in like you know what like two or three aim shots in there. 
Because you're going to get the focus back from the crits, right? Yep. So you just keep firing them off. I think the marksman bonuses sound pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how the aim shot four piece uh, works out. I I'm predicting at the moment that focusing shot is going to be back on top for marksmanship because, like, you know, with one second lower, that's a lot more aim shots throughout the fight. That's tons more, and there's a lot more focus you need more often. So I'm I'm maybe it's just you know wishful thinking because i really like the play of focusing shot on marksmanship but i think it'll i think it's really going to be helpful to have all that extra focus to uh to pull even over the extra damage from lone wolf well i believe artemis you've got a you've got a scoot on out of here so we'll let you go but we'll keep on going because we got a lot more stuff to cover but thank you as always and uh Next week or next time, we'll, we'll, we'll bump the show up to time half an hour earlier. We'll start at 1.30, so you can have, uh, be here for the entire show. Yeah, I, wanna, I always want to be here till the end, and just, <laughs> I got work. The masters need me, boys. All right, I'll All talk right. to you guys later. Thank you. All right, All right later. <clears throat> All right. So back to the set bonuses then. We've got survival left. Uh, the two-piece was Black Arrow increases all elemental damage done to the target by 15%. And then the four-piece was Explosive Shot causes a Shadow Nova on targets afflicted by Black Arrow. So, uh, Bendek, what are your thoughts on, on those bonuses? Well, the two-piece is kind of boring. It's just, you know, you do more damage. The four-piece, don't really know how that Shadow Nova is going to work yet, so it's hard to, to comment. But it sounds like it could just be like an AoE explosion when you hit Explosive Shot. Um if the target has black arrow, but I don't know if that's correct or what, or if it's going to explode for every tick or just the initial hit. No idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite understand it either. And I mean, you're pretty much going to have black arrow for the most part, I think, just on a single target anyway. So I don't know. Well, wait. <laughs> don't forget that trinket. Oh, wait. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. We should, I guess we incorporate the trinket into because all these things things play together so yeah go go ahead and explain the survival piece of the 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 spec trinket yeah so the the archimon <laughs> trinket for survival arcane shot and multi-shot have a 50 percent chance to reset the cooldown of black arrow and that scales up all the way to 66 percent chance if it's a mythic piece so on a multi-target fight you're going to be able to throw black arrow on a bunch of your targets, which is that's a lot of damage. <laughs> and so you got so if I wonder if you, so you get an explosive shot and you can kind of if you get lock and load proc, you can kind of pepper your shots mm-hmm. off onto, onto different targets to spread your shadow novas, assuming they're AOE. So I mean, there's something interesting there. Yeah, I forgot all about that that trinket. That is very cool. <clears throat> so yes, we would probably will be, you know applying black arrow onto to multiple targets and you know there's very few if any single target fights these days anyway so that matter well there's there's some there's some but a lot of times they have ads I should probably mention since we skipped at the bm trinket oh yeah so bm yeah BC, oh yeah this is an interesting <laughs> this, is this 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 one's crazy yeah <laughs> go ahead and why don't you talk about this one delirium Okay, so the tooltips reading, Bestial Wrath now lasts an additional 50 seconds on your pet and increases your pet's damage by an additional 15%, scaling from 10 to 18% based on that level. Um, 
So the the reason I think this is just ridiculous is because of that uh, that trinket. Is it what's it? Eternal wrath. What's the trinket oh, the, called? Yeah, you, or the, not the, trinket, glyph. the yeah the glyph. Yeah, the glyph of endless wrath. So if we're soul yes. endless wrath. That's right. <laughs> and so if you're soulling, I mean that's a hundred percent uptime. Um, where your pet can't die, apparently. So I have no idea what's going to happen or how that's going to work. If but if we're you know just go in and keep aggro on our bot, on our pet, that well, should be a guaranteed win. To keep in mind, when the glyph of endless wrath, when you have that, your pet can't hold any aggro during bestial wrath. Oh, it, I didn't. It works realize. like it works like that already. It's um, when Artemis and the other hunters were doing those all hunter raids, they found that out. Huh. Yeah. Well. That's not nearly as exciting then. Yeah. It's still kind of crazy. So I think they'll probably do something like the glyph only works for the first 10 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that. Because, yeah, even in like PvP, it's like, well, your pet can't be killed. <laughs> yeah, I say like for PvP, PvP especially, that's where the, where the, where the danger's going to yeah, lie. Well, because These don't work in organized PvP. It would only be Ashran <laughs> where you could use it. Would they still work in random battlegrounds? or just? No, I don't believe they do. I haven't tried going in. Well, then I guess it's not a big deal. They should just leave it as it is because it's pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I do like big red pets. It's a permanent permanent big red pet. This is always going to be red. Yeah, it doesn't really tie into the, the, the tier bonuses, but... I mean, hell. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but still, it's still pretty cool. And you're going to be doing a lot more damage as a result, so... But I, you know, this is the first time they've done these sort of these uh, spec specific trinket. Well, it's not trinkets plural. It's just one trinket, and that will switch with with your spec. But the fact that they've they've done this for all the classes is kind of kind of a neat idea. Yeah, that fifteen percent additional pet damage during all the time, since it'll be a hundred percent of the time, bestial wrath for your pet. It so it does stack with your mastery. It's it works multiplicatively. Um, so I think we're going to see a mastery pull to the clear winner in secondary specs. Uh, and also, BM mastery doesn't cap. There's no, you know, like SV, 100% multi-strike is the most you can use. But uh, BM mastery doesn't cap. So I think this is still looking fairly insane. Yeah. Um, working, you know, multiplying together and stacking as much mastery as you can is going to be crazy. And it does drop, of course, off Archimonde, who is the final boss of Hellfire Citadel. What I don't know is if you'll be able to get it out of like Hellfire Citadel follower missions, assuming that they're going to continue mm. with, with those. I assume they would. That would be absolutely insane if you got that the first week. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll treat that like the tier and the weapons and just say, not make it available. I mean, mm-hmm. other, I trinkets, so. other trinkets have been available. Uh, obviously, you can get through your current missions, the Black Rock Foundry, but this this is a little different. This isn't your normal kind of trinket this one's special so i wouldn't be surprised if they were to exclude this from from those missions just for the fact that on day one oh wow look what i got <laughs> i wonder how they're going to handle the loot for these like if it's just going to specifically drop the hunter trinket or it's going to drop like a prot trinket you know for those three three or four classes when I mean, it's like you use the token and it creates your class trinket maybe that would make sense um yeah, yeah i'm not i have no idea but still, I like the idea. I mean, we haven't talked. We talked a little bit about the legendary ring. Have they finalized what it's going to do yet, or they haven't I finalized it. it? They haven't finalized it. But basically, what happens is uh, it's kind of confusing. 
so it's a it's like it's an on use proc, and when you use it, your damage is increased by twenty five percent for God was it ten seconds I think, or 15, ten or twenty seconds anyway. It's a big damage buff, and then when that when that proc expires, um, I should really bring up the ring. There it is. When this effect ends, each empowered player unleashes a blast of light that strikes all enemies within 20 yards um, for 25% of all the damage they dealt during the proc. And the proc is 15 seconds. So that's a huge burst of AoE. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the confusing part is this proc is shared in your raid, so only one, one DPS can activate the ring, and then everyone's rings gets activated when they activate theirs. And so you all get the damage buff, and then when the buff ends, whoever was the person to click the ring, that is where all of the AoE explodes from. So the hunters don't have to go into melee range to hit the boss with their explosion. It comes out of the person who clicked it. So typically melee will probably be activating this. Interesting. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's a very different uh, approach to the, to the to legendary procs. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have to. Like, we'll but have if you're in, if you're Man, playing it's gonna solo, suck in LFR. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. If you're doing solo, though, you you will have to run within twenty yards of your target to hit it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it. I don't know. It's it's it sounds pretty cool. It's just kind of confusing. Like a lot of people still don't understand how the explosion works just because of the wording on the item. Like they have to put like a paragraph in that tooltip to explain what it does. By the way, that proc does scale up. So oh, like we were talk- was- talking about before when you upgrade your ring, you get it fully upgraded to 795. The bu- It's a 45% damage buff or 44%. And then the explosion is also forty four percent of the damage you dealt. So, like, this is like I, I can see Blizzard. They're going to design mythic bosses around this ring for sure. Like you're going to you're going to need to like use your explosion on some kind of ad that has to die immediately or something like that. Because this is a lot of damage. Like it's just so much. What's the cooldown? It is two minutes. Yeah, so that's and that's where the shared turns into a lot of trouble because some classes have two minute cooldowns, some have one minute mm-hmm. cooldowns, some have three minute cooldowns, and so I I don't know I think that and that's where I've seen most of the complaints is that you know I worked hard for this legendary ring why do I have to give up the benefits for myself right <laughs> and I I don't know it's kind of like uh, what's the haste buff. Time warp or ancient hysteria, right? Right, yeah, blast, whatever you want to call it. Heroism. It's not like we haven't dealt with shared buffs before, but it feels weird. Yeah, it's a little different though. Tried something like this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Everything's. It's. It's. uh, You know, I kind of like the fact they do things new or different, and you know, there's no guarantee it'll be a success, but we'll we'll find out soon enough, I guess. But why don't we carry on a little bit? Uh, I do want to. Do go over hunter pets just a little bit, but why don't we carry on with the Hellfire Citadel and talk a little bit about some of the other items um, we can get out of the ranged weapons specifically? It sounds like we might be able to get a gun off the very first boss in the in the instance. You know, hallelujah! Yep. 
I, I look at this as like an apology from Blizzard. It's like, sorry guys for putting your weapons on like the two hardest bosses in the instance. You know, like the, our our weapons right now are on Blast Furnace and Iron Maidens. Yeah. Which for, you know, like an average guild, those are tough bosses to get. So a lot of people are still like, you know, running with their crafted weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, I still have my yeah, I still have my crafted weapon, although we do have Iron Maidens on farm. So we, we we've got Blast Furnace and Black Hand are the only ones our, our only progression bosses left on heroic yeah. at this point for us, which is good. So it's It'll happen now. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe this week or you know, some point it'll happen. But it. But yeah, it took a while to get there for sure. Yeah. So boss one is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Not even. Might not even need to upgrade the gun. Yeah. Exactly. There may not be that point to it because you know, given the the time and expense it would take to do that, chances are you'll probably get this either through a, a seal or just a just a, just a drop. You know, right off the bat. You know, it certainly would be the one boss that you would do more than any other initially. So, and then I believe there's a crossbow off the eighth boss, and then uh, a bow from the twelfth boss, which is the second to last boss. I haven't really looked at the stats on all these three to them to know which is the best or not. But they're temporary right now. They don't. Oh, have that's any, right. Yeah, that's right. I looked at that on Wowhead, and they were just it was garbage. Yeah, yeah, versatility. That's what it was. Only listed on there, but they're all going to be pretty close. They'll all be pretty close. Yeah, and there's a few other hunter trinkets too, in addition to those class ones. Right. So let's talk about those. You see, this is when there's one that has what? Uh, they're all passive this time around, right? There's no on-use trinkets. They're just well, they're they all have. Uh, there's procs, but there's no on-use ones. That's correct. Right. Um, so there's one with passive multi-strike and a agility proc, and then there's one with passive agility. And it's a proc that says it summons four mirror images to attack your target. So I don't really know what that means. Do we know if it's ICD or RPPM? Um, the first one is uh, RPPM. The mirror images, I think, might be ICD. Yeah, that's always really helpful, especially for BM. I think uh, yeah. the ICD, even if it's not completely predictable, it's a lot easier to manage your cooldowns around than the RPPM trinkets. Then there's an entirely passive trinket called the Fell Spring Coil, and it's just agility, crit, and mastery. No procs, just raw stats. And there's another agility trinket too you might see, but that's a melee trinket because it only activates on melee attacks. So including the that class trinket, we got four trinkets and three ranged weapons. Not bad. And then the fact that I said the, you know, the gun or transfer the ranged weapon early on is, is, is awesome. So that's, that's, that'll be nice. So just thoughts. I'll start with you, Delirium. How do you think the specs are shaping up to compare against one another in 6.2? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say anything this early in the PTR. Um, I think I've kind of gotten in trouble for <laughs> running my mouth a little too soon uh, in the past few weeks. So I don't want to say too much um, that anything's, you know, definitely this spec's worthless and this spec's god mode. But it does seem like Blizzard is continuing to give a lot of love to Beast Mastery. Uh, it's been a long, long while now that we've really had to be playing it. Uh, and marks, I, I really hope we're going to see marksmanship as the go-to single target fight, and we've really got to learn all of the 
kind of ins and outs of marks mm-hmm. to really get the best out of single target. I think that'd be a good, at least we have to have, you know, occasionally play something other than Beast Mastery and I won't be too disappointed. I have no idea what they're going to do to make survival viable. Hopefully something, and maybe it'll, you know, who knows, as things have gone, as the roller coaster has been, maybe survival is going to pass the other ones and just go way up to the top all of a sudden. Um, and it'll probably be the night before Mythic Raids open. But <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and any thoughts from you, Bendak? Do you, uh, do you think they're all going to be pretty close, though? Or we just have to kind of wait and see how the final tuning shakes out to really, really assess how they'll compare. Well, yeah, survival's still a mystery, but I think marksmanship looks like it's going to be, you know, the go-to for single target. You know, mm-hmm. I think it'll be better than BM. Just when you combine the set bonuses and that aim shot buff, and even today in like in uh, BRF, it's it's really good single target. There, you know, it can keep up with BM. So you factor in all this stuff, I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And BM. You know, as long as they don't nerf anything, it's going to stay really good, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, there's always going to be one that's, you know, better for, you know, there's always that hierarchy, you know, one, two, three. But I think they've done a pretty good job this time around of keeping them relatively close that if you really have a favorite, you can just go ahead and, 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 and you know, pick your favorite and, and feel like you can be contributing and doing doing just fine in terms of your DPS. And I'm hoping that'll continue in, in 6.2. Mm-hmm. As long as they, you know, they have some kind of plan for survival, it should continue. Yeah. I think. It's got to be, they have something, they have to have something in the works. There's no way they're just going to say, oh yeah, 20% damage, gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, well, I did want to circle back to the Hunter Pets real quick and some things that you noticed, uh, Bendek, that were... Well, well, not 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 potentially good news for for hunters. Um, you you logged on there and you saw the that you have the oil stained wolf. Uh, what happened to him when you logged onto the PTR? Uh, his oil buff is gone. <laughs> After like seven years, it's just not there anymore. So I, I I just hope that's some kind of bug on the PTR character copy. But um, so all those people that you know quote-unquote glitch tamed their pets to have effects on them like the oil stained wolf or that fire boar or that other wolf with the sword through its um mouth you know which mm-hmm. one i'm talking about yeah the one you get from i think he's an eastern plague land yeah. or something like that he's like a quest mob that yes i know exactly which one you're talking about so for people who don't know there was a time where if you tamed the pet in this very specific way you could get it to keep its effect and um that's what I did for the oil stained wolf back in Wrath of the Lich King. It took me like almost a hundred attempts to tame it with the effect intact. But um, so I don't know what's going on with that. It's um, so when I copy over my character, the the wolf loses its oil coat. But if I load up a character that was already on the PTR from the last patch, um, the buff is still there. So. Wait, so that might be good news. Yeah, it's it could just, just be a character copy. Right. If it's a character copy bug, it's good and bad news. Good news, you keep it. Bad news, if you have a character transfer, you might lose it. Right. So you're saying, yeah, if you character transfer on the live realms, that you know you risk that yeah. issue. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. So I mean, I've I've bugged it 
a couple times actually. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, someone looks at it. It's, it's kind of an odd thing to bug. I was tr like struggling to write the bug. I'm like, um, I'm kind of asking you to, you know, like unfix this bug. <laughs> exactly. Because technically, the the fact that you could get the something like the oil stained wolf was, I guess, in theory or maybe in practice, a bug, and they potentially it's definitely, it's definitely a bug fixing and, it. Yeah. They just, you know, they let people keep it because it wasn't hurting anyone. Exactly. So, but it sounds like it's not conclusive. As you say, you've, you've seen instances of the oil-stained wolf and being bugged, if you will, and then having it be fixed, if you will. So I guess we'll probably have to wait and see what happens when 6.2 uh, actually goes live to see, to see what happens. But uh, hopefully they'll just leave it be. And like I said, it's not anything they did in their code so much as maybe their character copy code is where they're, yeah, where the issue might lie. Yeah, it's something I've been re reluctant to complain about because it's like, like it's just a bug, like that's just, it persisted for all these years. So, Blizzard, please unfix this bug. <laughs> but, uh, as for other new pets, there's that Iron Werewolf, and I haven't. There's a lot of stuff to tame on. Tanan, but nothing new yet that I've seen. So, so, so they all look like ex just newer, uh, yeah, same other skins. same yeah. skins of, of existing pets, if you will. But um, mm -hmm. Jeremy Fiesel, he's the one who made the Gara quest, um, and he handles all the hunter pets. He hinted on Twitter that there's more pets. I don't know if he was just referring to the wolf or if there's more coming. I guess we'll find out soon. Interesting. So, well. I'm going to need more stable slots, by the way, if he happens, if he happens to be listening. If we get more pets, I mean, I've <laughs> done pretty well. Um, but my, my stable slots, they're, they're full now. And I think they're pretty much filled with things that I actually like and want. <laughs> I don't think there's very few in there that I, can, that I would view as disposable uh, pets at this point. But in fact, I'm going to have to go take a look and make room for that Iron Werewolf. I'm certainly going to want one of those. Yeah, I was looking at that recently, and I think I'm going to give up on my... I'd probably get rid of two of the porcupine spirit beasts and maybe one of the cat spirit beasts from... Uh, oh, what was that cataclysm zone that had two of them? Just right, from, from, from Hyjal. I wouldn't yeah. get rid of those. I, this, the porcupines not, would make sense them, because but, because yeah. you can always... They're, they're always 100% available. You can just go tame one of those anytime. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But those cats, are, I don't know, they're, they're on that long, longish spawn time or so. And they, you know, especially depending which one you might want to feel like getting, you know, they share the spawn point, so. Right. Yeah, but I can't think of the last time I got one out. It's I don't know, I've been just, running with Gara the last, last week or so in my yeah, raid. I, just, I just recently switched to BM for raiding just to get ready for 6.2. Get my make sure I wasn't too rusty. You're giving know. up on survival already. <laughs> I kind of am. I it's it's really kind of uh, dejecting. Like it's it hurts to see like to see the changes and stuff. It's I don't know. It's hard to hard to deal with for me. And I needed to be better at VM anyways. So maybe it's worthwhile anyways. But the other hunter in our, or one of the other hunters in uh, that I've been raiding with is already running with Loke, who I usually take. So I've been using Gera. 
yeah, I've been enjoying BM uh, for, through BlackRock Foundry and just been cycling a variety of pets because the raid is is big enough that we don't I don't need to bring any kind of specific buff of any kind. So I've actually been having a good time, <laughs> you know, going to the stables before raid and and picking out the five that I might want to bring out at some point uh, in an encounter. So I've been using gorillas and monkeys and Gara and, you know, <laughs> I like Maybe that. What's the um, big cleft hoofs to, uh, annoy I have one of those. Yeah. I have one of the cleft hoofs, the one with all the stuff on its back that looks yep. like a mount. Even I've, I've, I've run with him <laughs> with the glyph of stampede. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just cruel. You know, I've done that before. And I, I do it on like a, which, which fight do I do that sometimes? Oh, the beast Lord fight. <laughs> And it gets confused with all the other animals and pets running around in that that encounter. But uh, or I'll, I'll use the cleft hoof on that the the trash leading up to him, where you've got the two cleft hooves that you have to DPS and <laughs> confuse people. <clears throat> but it's nice. I'm, I'm enjoying you know being able to to utilize these pets and just you know pull out anything I want from my stable and having fun with that. I still wish I had a stable in my garrison, though. That's the one thing I don't. Yeah. I don't have. What's up with that? I I don't know why they couldn't put one in there. I understand, you know. And then when you, like I said, we've talked about this before. When you, if you get the stables as a building, they're all over the place. Then you have like stable master every 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 two feet. There seems to be one, but yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> I've been told that the horde barn has one. But the oh, is it the barn? horde barn? Because I've heard people say, "Oh, yeah, the barn has a yeah. stable master," and that's like, "No, I don't." But uh, the alliance barn certainly does not. Well, unless he's huh. hiding somewhere, he doesn't. Yeah. But, also, yeah. speaking of the horde barn, you can do all your stuff without unmounting. Early, <laughs> that's my. Favorite oh, is it an outdoor bound barn? <laughs> yeah, you can go in there. You can turn in and pick up all your stuff. Without mount un, or getting off your mount. It's the best part of the Horde garrison. Maybe I'll have to go level up one of my Horde tunes just to just to see everything from, from that side. I haven't done that yet. <clears throat> but, uh, well, we have a few. There's a few emails and things, but it's the mo- I'm looking through the questions. There's most, most of them are things that we, A, either covered <laughs> through, the, through our normal discussion, or there's one that's just going to be too big of a discussion someone had a question about challenge modes and things like that i don't know if we want to get into that today probably should have a dedicate a, a podcast to talking about challenge modes at some points i don't know if you guys have been running those at all I, i'm just getting ready to start doing that with my guild a little bit they're putting some of these runs together now but i haven't done yeah, many of them any of them i should say well, that's something i'll i'll get to at the at the end mm-hmm. of the expansion where there's nothing else to do exactly exactly so so with that in mind, I think I think we're good. I think that's all we've 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 covered pretty much everything we wanted to today. So why don't we go ahead and just just do the outro here and, and call it a show? You have been listening to episode two hundred sixteen of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendek from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendek Wow on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or add our RSS feed to your reader, and we'll have these links available in our show notes. 
If you have a question or a topic you would like us to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. All right. Stay thirsty, my friends. And remember to drink your dark brew lager. Siempre festar la emoción de los salvaje. Keep your eyes on the beast. Or the horde. All right. A life stealer. That's just the cost of being awesome souls. A dues payer. A boss slayer. I rock out with my life. Oh, my God.